0: Ahoy, you are listening to Tony Milazzo live and on board And today's guest is Nikki Burnell
1: Hi Tony, thank you for bringing me on deck
0: Yeah, well I'm glad you came today We've been having fun so far, we were on the water
1: Yeah, we were on the water, it was, it's a gorgeous day, Marina Del Rey
0: Oh, it's just beautiful out here We were just in the main channel and uh, we even stopped up at the Yacht Club
1: got a little drink and now we're ready to go.
0: Yeah, we're ready for you. Okay. Well, I've been waiting to have Nikki. Nikki is a comic? Yes. Uh she does some writing and some sketch work yes, and also voiceovers? Yes. Right? And she's a singer.
1: Oh, I like singing. I sing in my comedy sets. It's what I do.
0: Great. Yeah. Okay, so let's start off with in case anybody wants to find you.
1: Okay. We'll, um, we'll probably
0: end the same way. Um, I like where, it. Where can they find you?
1: Um, on my Twitter, they can just find me. I'm I'm not ambiguous on my Twitter. It's just my first and last name. Uh, www.twitter.com slash Nikki Bernal N-I-C-K-Y B-E-R-N-A-L My comedy fan page on my Facebook is actually Nikki N-I-C-K-Y B-Comedy
0: Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, now you know where to find her.
1: Unless you're my real friend, then it's my first and last name. <laughs>
0: oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so um, let's start right from the beginning. Okay. So where were you born?
1: I was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico.
0: Hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Great.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not like Mexico. It's attached to Texas. A lot of people will always ask me, what's the difference between Mexico and New Mexico?
0: Duh, one's a state. Well,
1: yeah, you'd assume that, but I tell people, well, New Mexicans are the newer versions of Mexicans, so we'll cook, but we won't clean, so we're not spick and span. <laughs>
0: that's funny okay i like it yeah at least you have an answer i know right (laughs) most people think yeah new mexico they're like is that part of mexico no (laughs) new mexico is that the newer mexico
1: i know well it is the (laughs) new mexico no my whole family's from there um born and raised there three generations my parents actually went to the same high school i did even oh wow yeah my mom's even my mom's fifth grade teacher was my fifth grade teacher
0: so what's New Mexico known for? And green chili. Really? Yeah. I love green chili. Yeah,
1: that's where it comes from, Hatch I Green Chili Festival. New
0: Mexico already. <laughs> <What's
1: that? laughs> yeah, we have the Albuquerque Balloon Festival, and we have the Hatch mm. Green Chili Festival. Oh, there you go. We're also the clean air state.
0: So does the family still live back there?
1: Yes, they do. Both my parents still live in New Mexico, and my brother plays baseball in Oklahoma at Oklahoma Panhandle.
0: Oh, great, yeah. great, great. Um, who does he take after? Doesn't, I remember you said something about, does your dad, did your dad used to play ball? Yeah,
1: my dad played baseball at New Mexico State, and then he played, um, for the foreign leagues in, um, Juarez, Mexico. Mm. Yeah, and he also played minor league ball, so yeah, he does take after my dad. My mom also played softball, but she was a big volleyball player, too.
0: Great. Now, yeah. how, how about you entertaining? Who in the family entertains?
1: Oh, that's my dad. He's a ham. He's not a comedian by any means, but he is just in normal everyday life. He's a right. comedian. Yeah, yeah. We he gave us all the sports jeans. I mean, I played softball at New Mexico State. That's where my, you know, comedic career started. Obviously, mm-hmm. straight girl with a bunch of lesbians. Obviously, <laughs> never been scared of so many tacos in my entire life. <laughs>
0: So, yeah. Do you do any uh, baseball humor? Any baseball jokes or no?
1: Yeah, I do a couple from when I played softball. Um, I tell people that since I played second base, I got bad anxiety anytime a softball player would try to steal. Because I'd be like, don't slide in with your fingers. <laughs> Please come in feet first.
0: <laughs> You're
1: bad. I'm just protective. <laughs> I'm more protective of my vagina than my dad is. <sighs>
0: Well, wait a minute. He has a vagina?
1: No, he's just a <laughs> Hispanic father with a Hispanic wife begging for grandbabies.
0: Oh, there you oh, go. <laughs> so
1: I'm yes. more protective of it than they are. They're like, you're 31. You're you're, you're pretty much done at this point. We're giving oh. up.
0: So they really think you should have gave them some kids already, huh?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, my parents had me when they were 22. Mm. They were Oh, well, this is the other thing. My parents were high school sweethearts. They were first and last kisses at 14. Mm. Yeah, I know that's so boring in LA. Everybody's like, "You haven't lived."
0: Yeah, so so yeah. do you feel pressure? Do you?
1: No, not as much as I used to. They, you know, growing up, they always knew I was a little different. I was a little independent, a little bit more career driven. So they're not that concerned. And plus, I always tell them, I don't carry on the namesake. They need to be begging my brother,
0: right? Because they're right.
1: the he's the one that's going to carry on the last name, not me, right? Unless I'm really L.A., then I keep my own last name right.
0: Do you feel the uh, biological clock ticking, or no, you don't care?
1: I just subdue it with a lot of comedy and a lot of
0: booze. Yeah, (laughs) there you go.
1: It just takes the battery right out of that biological clock.
0: (laughs) There you go. So it kind of takes a back seat. Your career is really important. That's what you're focused on?
1: Right, very important. I mean, I gave up um, some pretty lucrative careers and salaries to come back to comedy i was working for nasa out of college i was still doing comedy off and on but um moved out to la to work for northrop grumman mm. so pretty much gave up a six-figure salary to do comedy because i wanted to be happy
0: yeah oh, that's I was, committed that's for sure you know, like well, you that, should be committed one or the other
1: right by committed <laughs> a lot of people would say aka stupid just kidding <laughs> yeah but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a tough business.
1: No, I, I love it. I, I don't mind the struggle. And I used to tell anybody that interviewed me the reason I do it is you know, if I can take any bad situation or awkward situation I've been in and turn it into something that people relate to and laugh and smile at, at least I can leave this earth knowing I've never had a bad day. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah, that's how I feel. Always put a laugh and uh, a smile on somebody's face. Yeah, so
1: we're like the cheapest lemonade stand ever. We turn lemons into lemonade.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you when did you come here from New Mexico? What I moved in 2007.
1: 2007?
0: Yeah. Okay, and that was to North, Northrop Grumman? Or? Yes. Okay, and that mm-hmm. was the whole... So when, when did you decide comedy? Or were, were you doing it before or no?
1: Yeah, I was. Um, started when I was 19, but... You know, I took a really big break when I decided I have my degree. I really need to make the family proud and, you know, really bear down and get a job and try to carry on the family tradition of being smart and successful and, you know, headstrong. But uh, the desk job wasn't for me. It never was. I was never happy. I was the type of person that if I had a desk job from 7 o'clock in the morning till 4 o'clock in the afternoon— By the time I was off work, I was already looking for other jobs to do. I was bartending, doing mixology, singing. Mm. You know, I was working as a promo girl for Hooters in Houston when I had my job at NASA, coaching volleyball. Mm. So anything to make me happier than the desk job was making me. Right. You know,
0: all the men out there listening right now are like, Hooters?
1: I know. They're like, wait, just focus on the Hooters. (laughs) Even though I don't really have big ones, I was like the anomaly of Hooters. I was like the cool tomboy chick. yeah Yeah.
0: all the guys will remember from this show will be she worked at Hooters (laughs) Hooters and became a comedian
1: (laughs) he's like we gotta now they gotta come check out the comedy shows to see what the tits look like
0: there you go gotcha there you go yeah, they they eliminated the whole Northrop Grumman. That's just that. They're like, that's way boring. too intelligent. It's like
1: comedy. You can't be too intelligent unless you're Bilber. Come yeah. on.
0: Do you have to hide that? Because most guys don't like smart, smart chicks, right?
1: Um, They're when more it's smarter than them. True, but when it's sports knowledge, because I love sports, then they don't mind it. Yeah. Because they don't mind a chick that'll stand toe to toe with them and knows what an actual bock is. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: What is it? It's. <laughs>
1: It's a pitching term. Come on, do you know baseball at oh, all? Bork. Oh, balk. Oh, balk. Balk. Oh, you gotta say it with the Boston snacks. It's balk.
0: No, New York. New
1: York. Sorry, Bork. I was the, I was a Yankees fan growing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were you? Completely. I'm a Met fan, oh, Met
1: Met. you guys took Carlos Beltran from oh, Houston.
0: Man. Yankees, too much of a legend. You know what's gonna happen?
1: No, man. that wasn't the point. They usually
0: win, or they lose, and they spent all that money and lost anyway.
1: But. True. I agree. But the reason I like the Yankees is I grew up, like, worshiping the ground Bernie Williams walked on.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He was a true farm club player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw him make a diving catch when I was eight years old, and I looked at my dad, and I said, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me to play outfield.
0: I think I like that about you. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see a picture with the podcast and No We're Not video, <laughs> but she is a beautiful, sexy Aww, young thank lady. thank you. I'll
1: take it. she is I'll the take last
0: it. <laughs> one you would expect to be playing ball, okay? Oh, shoot. If you
1: saw my college softball picture, you'd be like, that is not Nikki. <laughs> I was 160 pounds of just, like, straight muscle. No really? curves. Oh, yeah. They make you max lift and, like, protein whey shakes, creatine. You're, you're almost
0: petite now. Yeah. You're kind of petite.
1: Yeah. Right. What do yep. you say? say? I'm like right. a I'm like a two. I'm, I I don't care. I'm like 120 some odd pounds. Yeah, yeah. some odd. That means I care. To yeah.
0: Say. So so. What's next? What's next for you? What do you? What do you want to do? I know you're. I know you're singing. You do comedy. Right. I met you at the LA Comedy Awards, yes. and you were fantastic. We
1: had a great show.
0: That was a great show.
1: I had so much fun.
0: And I, you've done some of the Rat Pack shows. with me. And you're, I mean, you're a great comedian. You're a great singer. Thank you. Working on your sketches, doing your voiceovers. Yeah. If I was to say to you, where do you see yourself? In let's start with two years. <laughs> two years. Two years from now.
1: Where uh, do you see yourself? Two years, hopefully, I want to get a pilot off the ground. You know, I always saw myself as kind of like the next Tina Fey, but Mm -hmm. with more stand-up involved. I feel like stand-up is like air to me. I need it. Mm -hmm. I need it. I do. It brings so much positive energy in my life. But I have two um, sitcom pilots actually being pitched by CAA right now to ABC and CBS. Hopefully, um, by the second round, we'll get some feedback. I got one round of feedback. I'm doing the first round of edits. The first um, pilot that I got picked up to write, it wasn't my own. I got hired um, by an ESPN analyst that used to be a professional baseball player. We have the same talent manager, and they hired actually four writers to write their version of what they thought this story should be. Basically, um, he left professional baseball to raise a family. Which is, I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened before. Right. And plus, it's not like he's struggling. He has money. He has a career. His wife's a lawyer. So instead of making it so ho-hum, they wanted to see what comedic writers would bring to the table. So, um, yeah, four different writers. Um, we each wrote it from a different perspective. One writer wrote it from his. Actually, two writers wrote it from hers. And then... I wrote it from the baby's perspective, the one-year-old. That one's like the comedic commentary, the snark, kind of like a baseball announcer.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, like because the fans at home are the only ones that hear the announcer. So she's Mm. basically calling the dad out on all his bullshit all the time. Right. But it's this cute little baby with a narrated voice. Right, right. So it's kind of cute. I like it. Yeah, and CAA liked it. Um, The second pilot that I'm working on is my own. It's um, called—I can't give the name of the first one because it's not mine— but mine, I can. It's called Will You. And it's based on um, a family of four. Uh, older brother, older sister, middle sister, younger sister. Uh, they're all married with kids, you know, traditional family, except the middle one. The middle one's um, an assistant to a record producer. She wants to be in the music industry and sign artists. artist. And they have a very wealthy, very snarky grandmother that has always, like, made them go the direction she wanted, except that middle child. She wanted her career. She wanted... You know, what she wanted and didn't get married, didn't have kids. Well, the grandmother dies and leaves them all a million dollars. Leaves the male child, Mm -hmm. too, on the contingency that none of them get the money unless the middle child finally gets married and has a baby. Mm -hmm. So that's the conflict.
0: Yeah.
1: All her siblings are bugging her, trying to get her to, you know, settle down because they all want their inheritance. And it will basically stay in trust until she's done and commits and gets a baby.
0: I like it. Yeah. And both sound like they have an ensemble cast. I'm yeah, always like that.
1: Definitely. I mean, the first one's gonna have a lot of neighbors and stuff involved, grandparents. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good time. I always like writing, but I would love to release a comedy album. Like for singing, that would be awesome.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a great singer. I look oh. her stuff up. She's a great singer. Her Thank comedy you. Comedy stuff is really funny. I
1: sang on the the first West Side Comedy show that I did for you yeah you did everybody loves the Mexican Disney Princess song
0: yeah yeah great job so uh, five years from now or five years from now yeah five to ten years from now where would you like to
1: hopefully I want to already have um, at least two or three sitcoms in the work um, with a writing team of comedians that I brought on board obviously Mm -hmm. I would love to you know bring my friends on board I feel that's the most sincere form of comedy is you work with so many people That are so good to you and you love their writing styles and everybody's different. You don't want every sitcom to sound the same. Uh You want different comedic voices. And the only way you can do that is bring on co-writers and assistant writers that are obviously in the industry too. Right. I think that's the best way to go about it. But I would love to have a series of sitcoms out. Um, I don't know if I'm the type of person that would be like the lead in a sitcom. Right. I don't know if I'm that person. I think I'd rather be like a Tina Fey behind the wings, yeah. have like my little cameos, and then maybe well, you are a character. I, I I'll take so it. You'd
0: definitely be a great part of ensemble cast. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Sure. I'd Thank appreciate you. that. Yeah. I've, you know, I've done a little bit of on-camera work. Um, I, I was telling you, I was just in a reality uh, dating show that will be airing on We. Um, I got begged by a friend that was a casting director to do this. She was like, oh, you're single, you know, you're a comedian, you're a writer, you do voiceovers, you'd be perfect for this. It's, they lied to me and told me it was about um, the pitfalls that industry people see dating in L.A., So they brought me on board, um, on board, boom, pun already with the podcast. (laughs) But um, I was supposed to be in Palmdale for a series of shows I was getting paid to do. And um, they ended up double booking the venue. I had to cancel, so I ended up doing the dating show. And I got picked by the guy that I went on a date with. We did trapeze the first day. I had never done flying trapeze. That was (laughs) scary as shit, by the way. It was horrible. Um, I didn't know I had a mild fear of heights until this happened, but, um, so yeah, I went on the first day, then they told me there's no guarantee that you'll do the whole week of filming. The guy's got to pick you. So he calls me that night and he was like, yeah, so would you like to continue going on dates this week? So I'm like, oh great. Had to cancel a couple shows. The dude ends up being like a millionaire billionaire at the end of the show. Like, picks mm. me, has lied to me the whole time. He's like, oh, yeah, so I haven't been completely honest with you. I'm actually a millionaire, and I'm just like, oh, God, I want to go home right now. <laughs> and he was like, well, do you want to keep dating? And I'm just like, no, can I go home?
0: You, c- you can make it work out? No. Not even for my sake? Not even for your
1: sake. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom was like, you adopted. didn't even like him a little? <laughs> no, they expect you I mean, to I'm just. I not
0: gay, but I date him.
1: Hey, I'll, I'll throw that out there. <laughs> No, they expect you to, like, start a relationship just, like, right there. Like, the chemistry's going to be there. It wasn't, like, love at first sight. We're talking. We're still friends right now, but.
0: You couldn't make it happen just for the show?
1: I Hey, I was, like, that small-town girl that's, like, no, you're a liar. I don't date liars. Our relationship started on a lie. I'm not like, oh yeah, sugar daddy, buy me some Christian Louboutins in a car and then we're all good, we'll call it even. No, I have morals and values. And my mom's going, why don't you dash
0: those? (laughs) Yeah, I agree with your mother.
1: No. No, he was he was super nice about it afterwards. cause what's funny is not only him, I'm looking around at the whole cast like you're all liars. You all lied to me. How could you? Yeah. I hate these shows. Oh, I'm serious. The assistant producer, we had become like really close that <laughs> I'm looking at her like I don't like you no more. You that, lied. This? What was the name? Um they're still <laughs> naming
0: it. They're still naming it.
1: It's it's is where <laughs> it is gonna air on Wii T V. It'll be very embarrassing.
0: Yeah. They're Can definitely you? renaming it after to this show so oh yeah
1: <laughs> definitely I'm giving them free marketing already there you go they're like well that's your own fault you could have made a million dollars
0: so w- when you're doing live shows and I know you do a lot of live shows yes uh, mostly in LA do you, are you um, I do
1: travel that? some done? Yeah. I've done a couple comedy tours um, I did Michael Yo's Hot Mess Comedy Tour oh. and then I was on uh, J. Chris Newberg's Bad Idea Tour for a little stint um, I go to Vegas every time that I get a chance. I've done the El Paso comic strip when I go home. I don't right. do a lot mm-hmm. of college tours. I need to do more. That just takes scheduling and planning yeah. and time. Because when you do a college tour, you want to at least go across the board and do right. a good five, six, mm-hmm. you know, comics in a row and make the traveling route. Mm-hmm. And make sure you have your budget planned out. Right. Because you're basically paying for it up front until those colleges, you know.
0: Yeah. Hand yeah. over check. Yeah, I do a lot of West Coast and East Coast stuff. Really? But uh, not in between. I want to do more of that. Oh,
1: that would be awesome. I've, I've still never been to New York. Ever.
0: No. no? no. Oh, we're going to have to get you to New York. Heck you yeah. My
1: cats there. are named Jeter and Tori.
0: Oh. They Only they because hate.
1: Bernie and Williams are guy names. They're girl oh, cats.
0: All right. Well, you're going to have to do a New York show. I would love to. I want to do more across the country, so I've yeah. been I've been looking around for RVs.
1: Oh yeah,
0: you know, and a couple of the guys like Dwayne and Sean, Sean Halpin, yeah. they're all been asking. To I love Sean Halpin. Let we me were know if you book it. I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: So Hell yeah. I'll be, be the third. Trip. Yeah, let's do it.
0: trip, right? Like three of us in an RV Hell going across yeah. the country doing our show. On
1: board the RV. <laughs> I love it.
0: And we'll do the show. That's still live and on board technically. It's live and on
1: board there? an RV. Live and on board
0: an RV. Yeah. yeah. National Lampoons. Just because we're not surrounded by water and sharks doesn't mean anything.
1: You can be on board a <laughs> strip club stage.
0: Oh, really? As long as you're
1: on top of something, you're on board, oh, right? Well, that's the next show. Live yeah. and on
0: board will be at the jet strip. Or right?
1: Something. <laughs> Even if you have a girl on top of you, she's still on board. Oh, something. exactly. Right? You can and use if, that.
0: So if I'm on t- that would be live and on board too.
1: Right. So okay. see, you can play that sure. pun. We could, we on could any twist
0: girl. this whole live and on board thing to anything.
1: You can become the punisher oh. of live and on board.
0: Let's not get into that. They'll have to change the whole rating. I know, show. right? Seriously. <laughs> they went left. Did they go there?
1: No, no, no. We're not. <laughs> we're, we're staying on board with you right now.
0: And there we go. So yeah. do you like boats? What is it with you and boating? Have you boated before?
1: Um, I've been out a couple times. You know, I had some friends at Northrop Grimman that sailed. That They wouldn't, didn't own boats, but they rented them. I like boats, though. I think coming from New Mexico, it's just an affinity because we don't have water around us. Right. So anytime I see a boat, it's like yeah. it's like Christmas. I'm like, ooh, look at the pretty shiny thingy thing on water.
0: Yeah. Cause, Cause you jumped right in. Yeah. Uh, we, we we took the uh, the tender for Bellanote, we that took was the zodiac fun. and uh, she jumped right in, she shoved us off, she untied, she tied us up oh that doesn't sound right, but yeah. she tied us up when we got to the yacht club. Watch the, the rating. Watch the rating. <laughs> and uh, you, look, you look like you've done it before.
1: I, I learn things very, very quickly. My dad would always tell me, oh, Nick, you're just a jack-of-all-trades, but a master of none.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: jack-of-all-trades, master of none. No, I just... I, you know, the funny thing about me is I have photographic memory and audio memory. I'm really good at seeing things and seeing it once and then knowing right away. Yeah. So if I've watched someone like get on a boat or if I've watched someone tie up a boat or shove it off, right. then it just sticks and my body just remembers it.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah we took the Zodiac for a ride. Uh, we didn't go sailing. I am a sailor. We're on board a sailboat yes, right we now. Are. Classic uh, sailing out. But um how do, you, do you think of yourself, I mean, I know it's hard because you haven't, have you done both? Have you sailed? Have you yeah, been I've
1: sailboat? been on a sailboat. Oh, you have?
0: Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think? You think you're more of a power boater or a sailboat girl? No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm, I think about, I'm more of a finesse, a, a sailboater.
0: Yeah, okay. I
1: like the ease and grace of it and right. the fact that you actually have to have skill right. to sail a boat rather than an engine and gasoline in a tank. Right,
0: and just bouncing all yeah. off the waves, spilling your drink, getting there quickly. Yeah. There's no bonding. There's
1: no, no. I, li- I like seeing my surroundings not yeah. flying by it
0: in a blur. So I think what she's trying to say is she is not a destination girl. She is yeah. a journey woman.
1: I am a journey woman.
0: All right. I'll so sail to the Catalina.
1: Uh, that's where I sailed. I sailed with some friends to Catalina. Great. And that was fun. But I like things. Six, seven hours. Oh, yeah.
0: About an hour and ten minutes by powerboat.
1: I don't and care. I got a great tan fun. in that six, seven hours, oh, so yeah. it was fine. yeah.
0: I bet you that's not the only thing you got. I bet you you got a good buzz No, well. <laughs> I got a good buzz. Yes, I did.
1: I mean, we did have we did have a plethora of booze on yeah. that boat, but yeah, plenty
0: of time to get to know each other.
1: Exactly. Well, these were all friends of mine. Figure
0: out how to operate the boat.
1: Exactly. Well, um, they didn't let us steer anything. Only the okay. only one of the guys on the boat had learned to sail. Okay. But he would make us like when. The girls were all laying on deck and I guess when they switched the mass uh-huh. and it um when they uh, tack.
0: We tack. jibe ho. Right? When they yep, jibe. Yep, yep, yeah,
1: Yeah, he Back would tell jive. us as soon as I say jibe, he's <laughs> like, Just stay down. Don't pick up your heads yeah. because the mass is swinging yeah, full it's across. The, bo- the boom. The yeah, main. the boom. Yeah.
0: The boom's coming across. Yep. You do know why we call it the boom too, right? No. That's the sound it makes when it hits you in the head.
1: No. <laughs> that makes sense then. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I like things that take a little bit more research and finesse and yeah. learning. When I had a car, um, I didn't have an automatic. I learned in standard. You know, I oh, drove a manual yeah. all through high yeah. school. I took my driver's test in manual.
0: Yeah, guys, she pulled up in a Benz.
1: Yeah, I know how to handle the stick. <laughs> Just kidding. I did pull up. That Benz is from a car accident that I was in. That was one of my settlement pieces, but it's not even a brand new one. It looks like really good. It's a 2005. Oh, it
0: looks sweet. Yeah, and it, you're so cute. She pulled up in that you. car. Thank you. I was like, woo! <laughs> Here's the hottie in the Benz? In the
1: Benz. <laughs> no, I haven't made it yet, people. That is an accident settlement. <laughs> I paid ten grand just straight out, no car payment, just 2005. Oh, nice. And, yeah, it only had forty two thousand miles on it. Oh, nice. Grandma yeah, drove but, it on Sundays.
0: Looks sweet. Yeah, you look sweet. You look good in
1: Cars get you from you. point A to point B. I'm not that, yeah. like, girl that's got to have the cool oh, car. Oh, so,
0: so if the $10, $20 million starts rolling in, you're not going to get a Ferrari or a Maserati? No. no? Uh-uh. No. Okay. You're you not like that?
1: I would probably still drive that or just get, like, a really nice Honda Accord. Yeah. I don't know. Cars, Cars, I feel, are the worst investment because of their depreciation value. Yeah. yeah.
0: You drive out, it's not working.
1: Exactly. It. I don't even know if I'd buy a house with it. I'd yeah. probably like start a charity for comedy.
0: Because you know like word on the street is you're really happening right now. The buzz is out. Oh, I love it. You're really happening. Things are exploding. That's what so. I hear.
1: I'm just waiting are, for are, things to explode even more. Are you
0: prepared for it? Are you, prepared? What are you What are you going to do? Say a whole lot of money comes in right now. What are you going to do? The
1: first thing I would honestly do is start a comedy charity for children to help them express themselves comedically I think that would wow. be a great way to give back and have like, like it. headlining comedians come in and like meet with the kids I think it would be good and I don't see very many things like that no, like even I don't
0: either.
1: yeah I support a lot of different charities when I'm on stage actually I only wear jewelry if it's for a charity okay. like the like the bracelets I'm wearing right now are Pura Vida bracelets yeah. they're all for charity uh, the necklace I have is for make-a-wish foundation Okay. I'm just that type of person. Um,
0: the kids are our future.
1: Exactly. But we got to make sure they know good comedy and they're not actors trying out comedy. Oh, yeah. So I would rather start them out, you know, the way most of us started way back when, you know, in our oh. teens and early 20s. And right. you had a love for comedy. You loved Carlin and Murphy and, you know, mm-hmm. ev- all the original people. You love Steve Martin, even if you liked Chappelle or, you know...
0: Which leads me to my next question. Okay. Which were your favorites and who inspired you?
1: Um, you know, my inspiration growing up was Freddie Soto. He gave me my first mic in El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was playing softball in New Mexico State, you know, I was on scholarship. I couldn't risk anything. My parents weren't paying for school. We would get all these Cali girls that had mommy daddy money and Oklahoma girls mm-hmm. and they could go party. But we were really close to the border of what is Mexico. And actually, it's funny, my parents don't even know this story. I don't even think I've talked about it on my
0: podcast yet. Well, they're going to know now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's funny because I was one of the first to have my car in high school. I had my driver's license at 15. I had my learner's permit at 14, which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. nowadays. So when I was um, in college playing softball, I already had my car. All the girls would literally drive to Juarez, Mexico. And, like, walk across the border and go drink and drown for 10 bucks, And I was too scared shitless. I couldn't do it. So I would literally drop them off and then go to the comic strip. Ooh. And sit in the back in a little dress and heels, like, trying to be inconspicuous because I wasn't 21. And so I did that for a couple weeks straight, probably three weeks straight. And Freddie was there, and he was like, whose girlfriend are you? And I was like, nobody's? And he was like, then why are you here? Like all the time, you're not drinking. I know you're not drinking because that is not a drink. It's diet coke. So what are you doing? And I was just like, all oh, my girlfriends are in Juarez, Mexico. I'm just waiting to pick them up. Please don't tell them I'm not 21. I just want to sit in the back. I really like comedy, and they let me try it. Oh, I had, God. I had no. Did you do? I did okay. I talked about the softball stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: that softball joke is actually the first joke I ever did. Oh great. Yeah.
0: Great. And people laughed. Or- they did laugh. Oh, so you said I got to do more of this?
1: I I got the itch, you yeah. know. It's it was like an STD you couldn't get rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just a it just burned inside, and you wanted more. Yeah. But yeah, no, Fred, Freddie. taught me how to do um, really respectful, family orientated comedy yeah. about Mexicans without being disrespectful. How long ago was that? I was nineteen, eighteen. So, well, wait. You want me to tell people my age? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: I almost got it out of her.
1: I that was eighteen. <laughs> so that was thirteen years ago. I am thirty-one years old.
0: Oh, you are thirty-one? Yes, I am thirty. I wasn't gonna ask you.
1: No, I don't mind telling. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah,
0: that's good.
1: I really don't care. I also like Jim Gaffigan. I think he's funny. And Louis C.K., right. of course, everybody loves Louis C.K. Right. But I like the reason I liked Jim Gaffigan is because he created something that was so different in comedy, which was saying the audience's thoughts Mm -hmm. when he would tell a joke like he would tell a joke and be like this guy's really pale he does a lot of jokes about cake Mm -hmm. so i had never seen that before
0: right
1: I mean I grew up in college Dane was like the big thing Dane Cook everybody all the girls left Dane Cook because he was the tall hot white boy of comedy Uh but yeah yeah I also liked um D.L. Hughley he was really good from um from kings of comedy oh right so yeah i have a lot of inspirations my dad's an inspiration he was just the biggest ham when i was growing up my favorite story about my dad is when i was i would say seven or eight years old he used to drive this old mazda pickup truck and i would get in the truck and he would put or he would put on my seatbelt and then not put on his So I'd look at him and be like, Dad, you gotta put your seatbelt on. You gotta be safe. And he'd be like, Oh, no, 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 Miha, it's fine. Uh, When you're 18 and you have your driver's license and you're driving a truck, you don't have to put your seatbelt on. He would just like fib to me, so I would shut up. Right. And I believed it. Because as a kid, you think, oh, your parents aren't going to lie to you. I mean, those are your parents. You know, yeah, you believe anything they, they say. Yeah. So I was 19, driving in Las Cruces, New Mexico, the same pickup truck, because my dad had given it to me when I was in high school. I get pulled over by a cop, and he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, no, I wasn't speeding. And he goes, you're not wearing your seatbelt. And I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. I show him my license, and I'm like, I'm, eight, I'm 19 years old. I'm way over 18. It's cool. And he looks at me like, what did you just say? And I was like, oh, I don't have to wear my seatbelt because I'm over 18. And he literally wanted to just like take my license away from me. He's like, what freaking driver's ed course did you take? Because mm-hmm. I literally, told me. yeah, I was just going in the back of my head like, that son of a, ah, oh, he lied. Should
0: have given him his license plate number and uh, <laughs> a
1: license. Well, no, I came home like really pissed off and I was like, I got a, I got a ticket today for not wearing my seatbelt. He was like, why weren't you wearing your seatbelt? I was like, because you told me I didn't have to if I was 18 driving a truck. And he starts le- le- like laughing his ass off. And he was like, well, you're the pendeja that believed me, so it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was a gullible child, apparently.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you still pretty gullible? Could people pull the wool over your no,
1: eyes? No, not anymore. Yeah. Once you move to L.A., you better not be gullible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've awoken, you're, you're on to everything going on and what's happening.
1: Yeah, I've had a lot of street smarts over the years. Okay. Well, good for you. All those comedy songs are just street smarts.
0: Okay, I'll try not to pull any jokes on you or pranks or uh, mess with you. We'll
1: see who catches who first. <laughs> It'll be like an ongoing war. Our onboard war. There you wow, go. we're like pirates.
0: Arr. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Okay, let me ask you a question. We're going to go in a few minutes, but. Try- uh,
1: and I'll close with a song for you.
0: Yeah, great. Oh, we'd love that. You'll sing for us. Yeah, I'll sing oh, for you. Right. Okay. Um, what would you tell somebody young uh, about either life or going into entertainment or or a- anything they're going to do with their future? Is there any advice or anything you want to leave ever any anybody with? Any
1: you know words of
0: wisdom or something?
1: Sure. Um, from comedy standpoint, I would say that don't don't go into comedy if you just want to act you know and you think that's going to be the end-all be-all if you're going to be a comedian and you're just going to like use it to get a sitcom really have a love of comedy if you want to act that's great you can do both together I'm I'm fully aware that there's so many people that can do both but I hate nowadays that comedy is just so diluted with all these previous actors that just want it on the resume, so they'll come in and do bringer shows. That's where bringer shows really were invented, right, you know? Right, right, By all these kids that didn't have any comedic background. Right. And any...
0: Bringer shows meaning they tell you bring, the, bring your friends and you can have some stage time and... Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they basically don't pay you.
0: No.
1: You're basically... Spend a
0: certain amount of money, you get some stage right. time, and...
1: They'll give you like scam. five minutes or so, yeah. Uh, and so I would be asked to feature on these bringer shows, uh, and I would see the kids, and they really, you know, hadn't gotten to open mics, they hadn't done anything, they hadn't put in the work, they just had a ton of friends... So they'd give them stage time, which is really tedious for, you know, somebody in the industry that's been doing it. You know, I've been in eight years now, and it's it's tough watching all these kids, you know, just think yeah. that if I bring all these friends, I'm doing a good job. Because your friends are going to clap and, you know, make, you, make right. you really hyped up. And they think... The The,
0: real truth is going in the middle of the Midwest. Exactly, or
1: go to like a freaking bar show where the crowd's rowdy, and these kids don't know anything about like real crowd work and real adjustment to seeing a crowd, or like they'll they'll bail out of their sets if they get scared. One thing I was taught really early in life was, um, you know, if you're struggling in a set, I I don't see people on their cell phones. I don't see people talking to other people. Mm -hmm. All I see are the people that are focusing on me. So if, if there's any lows in my set, I just pick the one person with the most infectious laugh in the crowd, and I do comedy to them. Right. Because laughs are contagious. Yeah. So exactly. n- laughs build. It's just the old school form of comedy. Right. You know? And you, I would tell them don't get discouraged if it doesn't happen within the first month or two months. I mean, we've all been working like eight years, ten years. I know people that have mm-hmm. still been in the game 20 years. Right. And they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. But and I would also say, you know, build a team of people that you work with and you trust. It doesn't have to be a click. I don't believe in clicks. I don't believe right. in comedy clicks. Right. I believe with being on time to comedy shows, not asking how much time you're doing, not asking where you are on a right. set
0: list. It's basically having a passion for it. Right. You know, if you don't have a passion for it and love it and want to do it.
1: It's going to just be a job then and yeah. it's going to feel horrible. And that's what I already left was a desk job
0: exactly yeah I, do something yeah. you love
1: exactly yeah. so make sure you you really really love it if you're getting into comedy because the rewards aren't high initially you're mm-hmm. not gonna get discovered and then just make it right away maybe from a TV show I mean last comic standing has gone I heard they're bringing it back. There are always those instances where it could happen, but just don't bank on it and be ready to put in the work if you love it. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is. You know, I know. Very
0: rewarding, though. Oh, yeah. Healing.
1: There's nothing greater than getting those applause breaks and getting those laughs. And seeing a person in the crowd go, oh, my God, like, I've totally been there, too. You just made them feel like they're not the only idiot out there.
0: And now this lady, Nikki Brunel, is also a renaissance lady. <laughs> you like that word? Renaissance, cool, renaissance I like lady. it. Yeah. Uh, very. I'm always impressed with somebody who can do voiceovers, act, sing, write comedy. Thank That's a renaissance you. person. You you earn that title, especially here on my show. I
1: feel like I've been knighted.
0: Yeah. You, on a you, you boat. Are, you are right. Uh, yeah, knighted on the boat.
1: Damn, I'm Our, like a pirate. I'm totally a pirate she's a right now.
0: Pirate. Nice. Yeah, and and she's not she's not a wench. She's not a wench. I'm witch. not a wench, this no. This is a pirate. I'm
1: a pirate. She's a pirate. I'm like Karen Knightley on Pirates of the Caribbean, not okay. just a wench. We're
0: going to have to go. Before okay. we go, you said you are going to leave us with a song?
1: Sure. I mean, since we're on a boat, boat I'll do my Little Mermaid song. Ooh. Yeah. But since Walt Disney hasn't given us a Mexican Disney princess, I tell the crowds now that I'm just going to assume it's Ariel since mm-hmm. she swam to shore and couldn't speak the language. So then we'll just change the words to her main theme song in Little Mermaid. Instead, she'll swim to shore and be like, I want to be where the gringos are. I want to swim cross the Rio Grande. Have a card of my own. What's that color again? Green. Up where there's jobs and they don't run. From Pancho Villa holding a gun. Where water's not free. Give me amoebic big dysentery. <laughs> The moral of that Disney movie is don't drink the water when you go to Tijuana. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. I love it. Oh,
1: Well, well thank you, Tony, thank for you having so me here. Thank you so much, sweetie. Here. Tell
0: everybody once again where they can find you.
1: Uh, they can find me on my Facebook fan page and Nikki B Comedy. And on Twitter, just by my name, Nikki Bernal, N-I-C-K-Y-B-E-R-N-A-L. I'm actually uh, featuring at the Comedy Store on the 20th for Jay London. Oh, right. Yeah, that's so exciting to me. I'm I'm really excited about it.
0: Love the comedy store. That's I where do I do too. My start.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you guys are legends at the comedy yeah, store. Uh-huh. You guys are you guys are what we look up to. So oh, yeah, I me. literally literally like Tony. Who? No, <laughs> I'm always honored to do anything, and I'm so honored to be part of the Rat Pack. I love my Rat oh, Pack. Oh, you're peeps. welcome.
0: She's been doing the Rat Pack shows with us, and yeah. uh, you'll see and hear more about that. Thank you in Vegas so much. With us. Well, thank you so much for coming today, Nikki. Will you come back and we'll actually do the next show on the water? Will I am Captain.
1: That? Shoot. Heck yeah. That? Heck yeah.
0: Because we were on the water today, but uh, it was a little windy. We didn't bring the recording equipment, and we're doing it on the boat after at the dock here. Next time, we're going to sail, maybe to Catalina and we'll take
1: I love it. We'll shove off. We'll yeah. Do the show. Yes. All I right. like it. High five. High five. High five. Okay. Like
0: love this, Nikki Burnell. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank Thanks, you, guys. All our listeners. Thank you for subscribing, sharing this with your friends. Thank you for your comments, your ratings. Please keep it up. iTunes says it's one of the fastest growing podcasts on iTunes. Thank you, all our listeners. Keep tuning in. Tune back soon. Catch me, Tony Malazzo, on Twitter, Tony Malazzo Live. Facebook, Tony Malazzo Entertainer, TonyMalazo.com. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone, take care. Until next time. Ahoy, you've been listening to Tony Malazzo Live and On Board.
1: Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.